So, let's do this finally. Uh, this is both improvised and very much planned. I've always been that guy who plans and plans and build this big picture of what can possibly happen if I do this thing, what are all the different mutations that it can change into. Uh, that's been the subject of some of the things I've been writing. It's going to remain a subject. It's a very important set of skills that that is natural for us, which comes from. That's why I have the the name on the channel and the project uh, as Ways Through Wilderness. And if there's anything that 2020 has shown us, is is that anything can change at short notice. The whole world can change, which is something I have um, partly been been ready for through the years, basically. Um, it goes back to the title of this, which is uh, The Deep End. I like using allegories. They, are, they, they speak to our mind in a, in a different way. It's, it's easy to get points across. It's easy to keep a subject, focus on a, on a particular subject or area of, uh, of subject. So most people know the, the, this expression of, of getting thrown out at the deep end of the pool. I guess most have been swimming in the pool that has a, a shallow and a deep end. And uh, normally, it's like you need to know how to swim if you if you go out into the deep end. And this is the thing: uh, we are always at the deep end. We are always swimming in water that is so deep that if we don't swim, we might drown. And it's a, it's a, this is a nice way of seeing how things have developed the past decades. Uh, the more and more I go through my own, uh, all of my experiences, where I came from and I grew up and how things changed, so much goes back to, well, in my country, like the early 80s, I really accelerated towards the end of the 80s and the 90s. And uh, it feels, it felt like something really alien, something really... It felt like something from the outside was forcing this uh, always stay in the, the safe end of the, of the pool thinking on us. And th from that so many problems, especially for, for individuals, is derived. So much is... is pushed into us in terms of learned helplessness, which is another subject I'll do shortly. Uh, it has completely destroyed very strong cultures, in the West especially. And it's a very important part of taking back what is natural and what is our own individual strength and in communities and, and 
groups and settings and distributed networks and, and, and all of these things. So, uh, like one example is when I was 18, the summer I was able to to move out and, and do my own thing. I worked at the, at, at the local like regional hospital. It was really huge. I was doing the mail. First I was driving down some trucks and doing the mail and there was this, this ICU entrance, just a door, a low building where you took in the people who were close to dead or or just for general admittance, like a mix, it was things were completely different in those days. And one of the things that was different that I remember one of the weeks I worked there for six weeks and then for half of it it didn't rain for all of the summer. And you could see the blood trails accumulating. Like normally you would see one or two or three blood trails going from the parking space, one of the parking spaces, and they all met at the entrance of this uh, this admittance area. And uh, normally the people making those trails was some kind of worker, like a construction worker, metal worker, mechanic. Sometimes they were coming alone with their hand most, most of the time, just a hand up wrapped up in a towel or whatever, puffing on some cigarette and just calmly walking down to the to the to the ICU to well the admittance area to, to get that patched up. Sometimes they had a buddy with them. Well that makes sense because if it's a huge bleed, sometimes it was more than just innocent. You just send someone with you in case you you, you start feeling dizzy and that's it. They have, I've never saw, I never saw any of those guys run or be stressed about anything. So, so that is how the world worked back then. And this was also, I think it was the summer where the debate about uh, providing trauma, like emergency trauma, psychological help for people. So, so it was a very special time. And then towards the end, I walked past one of those rooms and I heard, nah, he's dead, we'll declare him. And then when I walked through the door, I saw a young lady completely freaked out. It turned out that was a, was a diver, a very experienced diver, like one of the best ones in the regions, and he had got his hand sucked into a a vacuum tube and they spent hours trying to rescue him and eventually all of them ran out of air and they couldn't get air from the shore and he ended up, ended up dying down there. That didn't freak me out. It freaked her out, obviously. Did she get any of this emergency psychological help or not? Would she have gotten worse by that? Or not? I don't know. The only thing that we can't know because these are individual cases. Uh, what I do know is that there's nothing out of the ordinary with things happening because things were happening and people were able to deal with it even though this was into that period where, where people started 
taking in all of this learned helplessness and and taking away their own strength by by going going along with these things that program us to become weaker uh, it was still normal a few a few weeks i think it was a few weeks or maybe it was even when i was in in college last year there was a bloody idiot in one of the parallel classes who sped past the graveyard going at like a hundred miles an hour and with three classmates like a couple of girls and one of his classmates i think and past the graveyard and He'd been driving for a few weeks. He just sped up to the, this insane speed in an old 70s car or whatever. He flipped over on the roof and they hit the, 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 with the uh, stone wall to the graveyard upside down and all of them got killed instantly. That happened. I guess even most of my classmates and everyone has kind of forgotten about that guy and everyone agreed like what the fucking idiot. And if he only had he'd done it alone. So the, the point is that... Of course, his family, all of these families were like completely... Their life trajectories, all of them were changed. Of course, obviously, someone might be, have been traumatized from this. But the culture was... Blaming it all on him. The dialogue was about don't do stupid shit, people. It was about learning from this. It was about people, like individuals, being being responsible when it comes to 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 the to the crunch of it. I don't remember any. Any dialogue around these things, like, oh, they should have, someone should have built a safeguard or whatever. There was nothing of that. A couple of years later, or maybe earlier, it was around that time, there was also a, an accident where a couple of guys, like one teacher, got, got, got killed in a, in a tunnel. These tunnels were super dangerous. These roads we were going were super dangerous. The first long haul driving I did was on icy roads that some days when we were going back and forth speed skating going like uh, 30 around 20 30 uh, 200 300 kilometers approximately in either direction and, and sometimes the conditions were so serious like snow and ice and wind and you couldn't even see what was happening and lots of people were stressed about getting back home and sometimes you knew that okay today someone's gonna get whacked we had to be we have to be careful today because we'll read about it in the news in the paper tomorrow and some of those days it were like three or four people now that road is covered with uh, Toll booth cameras. It's it's like one bobsleigh run from one city to the other, and there's suicidal people driving there who don't know what hit them because they have to work like mad mules to to survive, 
and every single move they 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 everything is every single thing they do is is already indirectly controlled with social scores and whatever. One of the cities that I remember as being a rowdy town. Like when we drove past it, we we like, okay, we we stop here, but there might be a fight because they they try they like to to pick fights with foreign like well out people people out of the city. Like it's like two tiny cities next to each other. And when I went there last autumn, there was like there was like this spark was still left in people, but everyone were completely caught up in the safety of the state. Safety of. <laughs> I've always had this entrepreneurial thing, and uh, I got this entrepreneurial spark, like uh, very fluid uh, conversation, going with one of the one a guy there who's the property owner and developer, and a guy who's working for him, and I, like, I could feel it. I, was like, I can do something here, and then a lot of other people pile in, like this magic that happens when you know you can do things and you're available and other people see that you can do things and you've got that mindset and then ultimately it turned out during the next weeks that every single one of them were dependent on some kind of welfare system some kind of backup from the state when they realized i can do networking i can do social settings i can do set up organizations, I've got the experience to do these things, all of them are like, oh, we need something here in this town. And the next part of that sentence was, so you should go to the welfare program and we'll, we'll take it on. You can build something using the state as a customer or someone who's starting a company like, yeah, of course, well, I've got a yeah, because that's the yeah when the state pays me, and oh, well, I have to succeed. Well, if it doesn't succeed, <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's, it's beyond repair. It's completely and utterly beyond repair, and it cannot be fixed, because for 30, 40 years, people have been programmed into being as helpless as possible. They have been programmed into believing that they are always at the safe end of the pool. And then when you do these programs, they tell them like, ooh, ooh, well, we'll give you a year of safety in the safe end of the pool. But after that year, you're into the scary deep end of the pool. Well, what happens if, they f if someone fails? And I've done this, I've been on both sides of that table, which is going to be something that comes later. Well, what is that deep end of the pool? Well, it's not if you don't make it to a certain degree, you won't eat. If you don't behave, people will kick you out on the street. It's, it's nothing like it. The only thing that happens, if you go in on the deal, like, okay, yeah, give me, give me a year or two years in the safe end of the pool, and I'll try to be able to, to jump out into the deep end of the pool. What happens if you don't make it within this completely captured system is that you'll get 
you basically you'll get like bumped up a notch. You'll get bumped up from someone who is okay, but needs to need the help of the state to build a company or get a job, to someone who's like, oh, there might be something wrong with you, and there is nothing. There's nothing obvious medical here, so maybe there's something psychologically wrong with you. That's that is the deep end of the pool in these systems, and it's actually. If you don't know how to handle it, it can be the real deep end of the pool. Because when these safety freaks <clears throat> grab hold of you and there's anything wrong with you, and I've seen this happen to so many people, and mind you, I have no encounter with any of this system myself. I've no diagnoses. I've never gone into that dialogue. But I've seen them line it up. Oh. You can't you can't make a living when the help is coming so when the help is being given by the state and you can't make it oh must be something wrong with you this is actually what's happened this is what happens and i can line up many people that i've seen go into these traps i can line up a few people who've seen the same as me who who have frantically fought their way out of the grip of the system and who live secretly actually swimming around without these safety measures and who's active actively living within the system not on the lie that you'll always be in there was there will always be an, a safe end of the pool without that lie but that is extremely hard it's very very Training to live within a culture where everyone lives a basic lie. Because going back to the beginning, we are always at the deep end of the pool, whether we realize or not. Things can happen. If you have a society that roots out all danger to the degree that everything is so controlled. That you you getting close to this zero vision about about uh, death in traffic, and then you completely ignore who people turn into, and you completely ignore what that system does to people, and you completely ignore people killing themselves because there is no hope. They are completely owned by the system. Their every move is, 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 is watched by the state that can roll out psych psychiatrists and all kinds of programs if you don't fit in. Well, all you do is you shift. You shift the danger from where it is natural and where people can deal with it and where people can build on it and where people can keep their strength. And you change it into this... this Kafkaesque nightmare of uh, endless regulations, endless taxes, endless catch-22 situations, endless pushing of, of pharmaceuticals and conformity and, and it's very scary because it's from where I come from, it's most of the EU, it's very very hard to 
start from scratch completely on your own. One might do it with Bitcoin and Monero and unstoppable t technologies these days, but unless you, you choose a, 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 like a, a very cheap area, like some, some village somewhere, and then you just, you got something you can do online. I could do programming, I could do a lot of things myself, but no. I need to be in the in the deep end of the pool because after these few years it's been like being half awake for many years, for a few decades. I have been through insane things with this system. I've often been it's gonna be a separate story, but I've had this, this immune thing for since basically 1989, 90, 91. I probably got poisoned in the army. Um, sometimes I've had to crawl between rooms, faint on the floor of the, of the studio we were building and going in and out of these, these very complicated um, states of um, health challenges or whatever you call it. So, <clears throat> I think it's much of this is instinctual, much, much of this is intuition. One of the things, the first things I did during this, um, in, in early 2020, when I realized that something is really going on here, and, and I actually sat on a bus going down south on the, with a, some guy who had some real super aggressive cold or something. So I kind of went in with, went for, for a few weeks or months, I actually kind of went on along with like, this might actually be very dangerous, which made, made sense at the time. And then when I was going to go back north after meeting a friend, <coughs> I was thinking like, okay, well, things going to be more fluid now, anything's going to happen, I want a motorbike, I don't want to rent a motorbike, I've got a problem back home because I always have to walk long long distances in the sun and and like well I guess buy a motorbike. And I think that was part partly a rational decision. I could drive back south without staying in a cabin in a bus. And it, it solved so many problems, but part of it was instinct. I do remember thinking, like, okay, now everything is actually dangerous. I can just forget about safety. This, this, like, okay, well, I still had roots in my home country, and like, well, I can go back. I can go back into this system. I will, I will get a pension. Oh, I've got, I've got two companies. Actually, I had two companies running. One of them was failing due to my partners uh, going into very unhealthy personal habits again. The other one needed more cat herding because everyone thought we had a flat structure. And, and obviously the, the under, under, underpinnings of the economy was, was shivering, just to, to, to put that term on it. And at that moment I had a new company with a work permit here and everything. But I did recognize one thing and that is Okay, I thought I had a safe, I thought, I thought I was actually in the safe end of this pool, but now this is real deep water. Okay, what do you do when you're in deep water? So many instincts kicked back in. 
and the freedom of being on two wheels on your own motorbike it's unrivaled especially in a tropical country and I've been on two wheels since and there is the end the list of what was possible and what did not happen because of getting this motorbike and being in the deep end of the water and like okay just recognizing I'm in the deep end of, of, of the pool now that's not gonna change and around April 2020 I tried to get this point across to everyone I was working with and there was there was nothing there there was only this frantic seeking for the oh we we maybe we're going towards the end of the deep pool of earth but someone's going to take care of me the system's going to take care of me the, they're going to give us some money and I'm sure I can I can make it back to the safe side of the pool now this happened both to my partners uh, back in Europe. It also happened to, to a German businessman who was doing things in China. He actually went back to China for safety. I don't know what happened to him. This was in April 2020. And I recognize that this point is... No one's understood that everything has actually changed completely, fundamentally and forever in the in our lifetimes and um, recognizing then that okay this is the deep end of the pool okay I'll swim I'll do whatever to learn all of the tricks and all of the changing rules of the game of this new pool this this new situation of being in the deep pool and it actually gave me a lot of energy. This going back up on this motorbike, I was my body was at the moment like in a really bad shape. Uh, I've always been driving motorbikes. It was it's been like a year or two since I've been driving a motorbike in Asia, and I've never gone a distance like that. I've done all kind of vehicles and boats and all kind of mechanical stuff since I was a teenager so the basis was there but doing that shook everything up and it got me into the right mindset and uh, it's driving things and, and dealing with things on the road and, and doing repairs or whatever or like makeshift repairs is probably the one thing if, if there's one thing that I would say that I this is what I really know how to do it, it this is the one and it's also a thing that I, I now recognize that I've always kept doing that because I I never wanted to take away the knowing that we are always in the in the deep end of the pool it's probably why I've been doing things like driving five tons of old Mercedes all the way to Porto and up and around the Alps and like, oh, whoops, we almost crashed. Turns out there's only one brake left. I've only got my, my right front wheel working. Okay, well, we'll just drive it like a trailer. We'll just be very careful and make it back. Done shit like that forever. And now I recognize it is because uh, instinctively, intuitively, I've always known that doing this keeps reality 
well, keeps me real at all times. It makes me see things for what they are. It's like a meditation. It's like a refreshment. It's like a constant warning if you're doing a wrong thing. Because if you drive a motorbike, you have to have these kind of early warning systems. Am I getting neurotic? Am I getting overconfident? Am I... Is my mind stuck on something? Is my mind going off in another direction? Am I... Am I... Um, going hyper about something, all of these, you, you really need to know about all of these things, because if you go off on a tangent, you might do the right thing, the wrong thing. And things get dangerous very quickly. So it's like a centering uh, daily exercise. It's a superb way of uh, going through very complex uh, concepts and, and big picture thinking models and um, this is me, obviously. People are different. It doesn't have to be driving a motorbike in, in, in Asia, of course. It can be anything. And I think... Um, I remember the debate from the same period when, when all of this safety thinking came in. There was a debate about base jumping. and uh, It was before the, the, the real safety mania set in, so there was there was some people who were like there was this 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 mountainside and people were were jumping and sometimes they crashed and they they were lying up there half dying with broken bones and whatever and there was a it was really dangerous getting them down there was a debate like oh should we ban it or or should they they pay for their own rescue and and there were a few people who went like okay well don't ban it. Make it super clear for everyone. If you fall down, well, no one's going to save you unless your buddies do it. And of course, they banned it. <laughs> but the people who were doing this base jumping, the people who do dangerous things now, the people who do, frankly, really stupid stuff, they still do it because they need to wake themselves up to always being in the deep end. That, that is the reality. Uh, believing that there is a safe end where nothing can happen to you, it's, it's, it really degrades us, it, it stops us from, from, it drains, it keeps a lot of energy in, it uh, blocks so many opportunities, it's, it teaches you this, this, this habit of, of always thinking like, like uh, it, it, it pushes pushes uh, helplessness into you, and people do know instinctively, intuitively that this is the case. So I think they they do th they do stuff to wake themselves up. And if you know why that is there, and if you think about these things the right thing uh, the right way, I think. Um, it will line up in a much better way and you can do some you can align your activities your thinking your risk management your your plans your 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 strategies along this then also um, every tiny thing you do or do not do or the things that you think and do not think during any given day 
gets more sane, it gets more powerful, it's got more, it unlocks more of the potential. So, and this is why um, I'm doing this in a video format, this is why I am bringing so much of what I do open and open, it's not something that is natural for me until I realized, okay, I'm in the deep end and well, I need to do this, it's the only rational choice. And I also discovered, realized something in the past weeks or mon months, some of you might have seen me on Noster, um, there, is a, there is a real watershed change now because so many truths are out, so many truths have propagated through so many people, with talking about the minority, like a few percentage, of course. But there is no turning back, there is no turning back globally into this complete, insane, controlled, uh, keep everyone in the safest possible end of the pool, <laughs> while, while secretly doing something completely else, of course. There is no complete return to that, and all the people who have realized, oh, oh, everything I was told was not so safe after all. Oh, every, maybe my government, maybe. Maybe all of these huge corporations are not <laughs> benevolent, and maybe all of this is not as as safe and set forever as, as I thought, those people never go back. And the people who think that there is still a safe end of the pool, they have yet to discover that it's a lie, it's a... I mean, in some cases it's a trick. In, in, in some societies and countries and settings and you can... It might not be planned, it might have emerged on its own, but, but from an individual standpoint, it, in retrospect, yeah, you were very clearly tricked into thinking this was real. I never completely believed it. When I was building these companies and I had these health issues myself, I had a, I had a lawyer pointing a gun at the state to the extent you can do that, all through it. And when they convinced me, like, oh, well, everything will be fine if you just withdraw this. Well, all of it collapsed. And uh, <laughs> I hope it will be useful for someone to, to do stories and debates about how this system works, because I've seen so much, and I've been able to maneuver around and, and, and turn around, turn the tables around on so many of this stuff, but it has reached a state, stage, stage where where it will not function any longer, it will fail. It is completely beyond repair, and the people who understand that it's completely beyond repair and realize, oh, we're in the deep end of the pool, and grab that opportunity. Oh, great! This safety was always a, always a joke, it was always, a, always something that held, held me in, <clears throat> and um, if I'm going to live in a more dangerous environment, oh well, I have to learn as much about uh, as many things that I possibly can. I have to connect with as many people as I possibly can connect with, and uh, I'll have to be open about the whole thing, and it's going to be great fun. That is what happens to a lot of people. 
and that is what will ultimately root completely take this 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 whole thinking and the whole systems out of the cultures and countries and areas that can be saved i see a real real change also in the the public of, of like the social media public of, of the country i come from around 10 years like a de decade ago i i, I did try to organize some uh, i was part of three people who were the formal organizers of, of a national national wide movement uh, trying to stop these these ttp trade deals and globalism basically wrecking the whole country and the economy and people were furious thousands in different groups and thousands of people in, in different for different courses were meeting together it, it, it turned out into a a very loose movement of course uh, we did get one of these them like demo things up and uh, running and uh, but it was all predicated on having this ultimate safety this ultimate trust in oh, well the system the state well, we are in the safe. We are in the safe uh, end of the pool. What we want to avoid is to be pushed towards the deep end, because we've built all of this in collaboration with the state, and, the, and, and we are taking care of each other. And this thinking was everywhere. Uh, I can't remember a single person, except maybe one, during that period and in that mo movement, who was thinking radically different. Now there are lots of people who completely recognize that okay we're back into the we're back into the real world this is the deep end of the pool oh we'll build on what we have we'll connect we won't ever go back into the either the thinking or the the system that is set up for us to believe we are in a, in the safe side of a pool So, this will be, I'll try to do more videos, I'll build up a structure around this, I have uh, planned forever, three years, I've been doing bright, some writing and some big picture analysis of what's going on and how to deal with it on an individual basis since around 2016. Uh, I have a lot of experiences and stories and uh, pieces like this to get out there. I will delineate the the difference, like the. I will delineate what might be coaching, what might be mentorship, what might be assistance, what uh, assistance I'd like to do for free because we're all into in, in this together. Um, I do have a runway, so, well, safety thinking, uh, unless something unforeseen happens, which can always happen when you, when you, you have no safety other than what you manage and uh, create every day, and uh, I do have some 
type of runway, which is why I want to build this up. And I'm also building up uh, one of yeah, two other projects. And I'll try to be clear and uh, communicate openly in this manner, which is what I think is necessary for many and at least for me. And I always wish you good luck. And I hope I can um, build up something useful that can last through these, these all of these changes. I hope I can move around, keep myself swimming and doing things in, in, in the deep end. Uh, be as flexible and uh, resourceful as possible while involving others, debating with others, uh, building what is coming after this decade-long period of completely defect uh, thinking, uh, manipulation of culture, uh, decay. It all has to go, it all has to fall. So, this is it for now, and uh, there will be more coming. So, thanks and good luck.